This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to another week. By the way, next Monday is going to be Labor Day. So if you didn't already know that, like Joanna, did did you not realize that? No, mentally, I'm still processing March. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I just thought that might bring a smile to somebody's face if if you weren't aware that there's a three day weekend uh, coming up. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Labor Day a week from today. Buzz is like, yes, a three day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I I wish we could make it so they're all three day weekends. Yeah. Except for holiday weekends, which would then become four-day weekends. <laughs> it's about time, right? I think so. Yeah. I think we're finally getting a break in the weather then, too. Oh, thank God. I'm dying. Looks like the triple digits. Oh, you got Abilene. They might hit 100 today. San Angelo, 104. But you, after that. Do you see as far ahead as, like, the weekend? Yeah. What do we got for the weekend? Uh, San Angelo, lower 90s. Abilene, you're looking at... Oh, my goodness. Upper 80s. Oh. Frosty and Abilene this weekend. <laughs> and El Paso, kind of lower 90s, upper 80s. Okay. Oh, thank God. Open up the house. Let it ventilate a little bit. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to all of that. Does that mean we can start watching Halloween movies and stuff? Hell, yeah, that means that. I was about to pull out the Christmas movies, just, you know. It's going to be September tomorrow. <laughs> the Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. That's yeah. well, we'll time, yeah, time for Christmas. Start picking out what you want. Hobby Lobby got all their fake Christmas trees and yep. tinsel and stuff. Sam's up Club, too. At Home does as well. Sam's Club has the Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. You, oh. you walk in and bam, it's right there on the right hand side. Yeah. At Home kind of has it split now. To the left, you have all the Halloween stuff. And to the right, they're already putting up all the Christmas. Wow. Well. How are I mean, you supposed to properly prepare for these holidays if if it's like now you're thinking, hey, I want to go get stuff for Halloween, but they already took it down a month ago. Yeah. I'm late. What about Thanksgiving? Yeah. I feel like people are forgetting that. Do you decorate for Thanksgiving? I do. Thanksgiving. I do. And it's everyone's always like, oh. Yeah. Turkeys everywhere. Yeah. I have like little and like leaves. Cornucopias everywhere. Uh-huh. Cornucopias. Pumpkin stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. T'Challa. Oh. Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away. and could have eased into that one, buddy. I know. I know. That was an awful transition. Good you know Lord. I'm a grieving widow. <laughs> very, very sad. Boy, that one hit you in the feels. Did anybody else did. know that he was that no. sick? We've talked about Ryan that, though. Cooper. Remember, we saw, yeah, we saw the picture of him. Yeah, and, and they were saying, what's what's wrong? And what's happening knew. with Chadwick Boseman? We talked about it on the air, and we were like, wow, like hopefully this is for a role. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what we all thought, and there was a lot of like media publication things that were like, what's wrong with T'Challa? Yeah, I do remember, because we were we were saying at the time, I hope he's just doing a, Christi- uh, a Christian Bale mechanic uh-huh. on it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, colon cancer. You know what? I respect it, though. If you want it to be private, he kept it yeah. private. You know, yeah. He uh, he didn't want, you know, people. Uh, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to keep it private with his family and stuff, and he did. So I respect Chadwick Boseman. 
yeah, uh, for that. Um, Ryan Coolidge, the director of Black Panther, said that he knew that he had it, but he didn't want other people to know. So, and now people are starting to go through some of his um, interviews that he's done where he said, like, man, you have no idea. Someone would say, like, you've been through a lot in your life or with your roles. He goes, man, you, have, you guys don't even know the half of it. Yeah. He's like, I can't wait till the day I can tell you my story. And unfortunately, we couldn't. I, I saw it go up within like 20 minutes by his um, official accounts. And I immediately just wrote Joanna. I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're now uh, reexamining the recommendations for when to start getting tested right. for colon cancer. Not not just not only because of Chadwick Boseman, but uh, it used to be, I think, the guidelines where you start getting uh, getting checked up for uh, colon cancer when you were 50, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then they adjusted it and said, no, you can you can get it younger than that. And the whole point is to catch it as early as possible. So they lowered the recommendation to 45. Well, Chadwick Boseman was 43. And 40 he, when he was diagnosed. Yeah, then. and he got it. Uh, he was diagnosed a few years ago. So now they're saying, well, you need to, you need to lower it even more. Guys need to start getting uh, tested for colon cancer even earlier than what the official uh, recommendations are. Uh, did you watch any sports over the weekend, Brandon? I caught it here and there. Caught some uh, the NBA basketball stuff like that. I know, I know. This is gonna just don't tune out because I won't talk about it for long. But there was a real classic yesterday at the BMW, and it went to an overtime between John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson had to hit this downhill, winding, thirty-five foot putt to get into the playoff, which he did. And it was just a real great weekend for uh, for golf. And did you go golfing? I did. Did you see that hawk? Uh, no, we didn't go to that course. But did you see coyote? How the, no, I went to the course with the with the semi tame coyote. Uh-huh. I didn't see it. <gasps> but oh, there man. there was some big bird of prey. It wasn't <laughs> a hawk, but it was huge and black, black as the night, oh, and no. it was swooping down. Trying to like every time it would swoop down, we were waiting to see it come up with like a like a snake in its talons, like the Mexican flag, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and we never saw that. Um, we I did see a roadrunner kill a bird, though. I don't know if you know this about, uh, but roadrunners are basically velociraptors, like the way they move, mm-hmm. and, and they also eat other birds. So just keep that in mind the next time you're rooting against the coyote. Oh well, yeah, the roadrunner is a cannibal. Mind, technically, coyotes are faster than roadrunners too. Yeah, it's not even close. Like a like a coyote can run twice as fast as a roadrunner. So he needs to quit ordering all that junk from Acme and just you know just run and catch him. Dude. He's Acme's a local company. He's supporting local. There you go. Okay. Um, so we have a lot to uh, that's going on. Let's uh, you know I got some of the big stories there out of the way, but let's find out what else is happening. For instance, uh, in sports, Brandon, what else is going on? NBA basketball over the weekend. We're kind of moving on to round number two. The Lakers have moved on, and uh, uh, the Bucks have moved on, and is, uh, Charles is, Barkley won a $100,000 bet. Is there any uh, hey, let's, let's win this for Kobe this year among the Lakers? Oh, big time. Yeah, they, okay. were, they wore um... Kobe, not, not not Kobe's actual jersey, but they wore like honorary patches back on one week ago, eight twenty four, because those are both obviously 
Kobe's numbers, and that's the day after Kobe's birthday. So they were rocking those things. And one of the bigger stories is that the players have spoken with the owners, and the owners have said, we will open up our arenas as voting sites coming up here in November. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis are saying, if they have told us they will do this, if they back out, they'll be looking at a work stoppage. Like, we will not play. Why would they back out? Like complaints from Republicans or something? Who the uh, the owners? Yeah, what what would cause them to back out? I have of using no the idea. Arenas? I have no idea what would actually cause the owners to not do this. Um, but they're saying the the players are saying, yeah, they've committed to it. And if for any reason you're like, oh well, we can't do it because it's not fiscally wise, and or maybe it's going to cost us too much money. The cleaning. Like, yeah, whatever the, whatever the case may be, the players are saying, look, if you back out, you've agreed to this. If you back out, we're not playing next year. Hey. Just hang around and watch. See if somebody in the, uh, you know, with the Trump campaign or in the GOP tries to shut that down. Like all of a sudden somebody's going to say, oh, no, that's too much of a COVID risk or something to shut down the idea of uh, these arenas being used as as voting stations. I, it hasn't happened and it may not. I'm just saying, watch and see if it happens. <laughs> Uh, Joanna, how about entertainment news? The big news, of course, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else is going on? Well, sex workers are now blaming Bella Thorne for changes made at OnlyFans that harm their income. And she's released an apology saying that this was not her fault. OnlyFans is now saying that the transaction limits that they've set now is not because of one user, uh, but they are going to be reviewing their restrictions. What did she do? She got on a thing where so, you can pose nude, and also yes. people were saying that she uh, she totally gypped about, gypped yes, out. That is she what was saying, happened. If you pay me two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, you'll, get to I, see you'll fully scene. nude mm-hmm. photos. I'll you'll Correct. be able to see fully and there's nude screenshots photos. of like people who would email her or message her on OnlyFans, and they'd be like like fully nude, nude, and it's like nude, nude, naked. Nude, nude. She was not nude, nude, no, at all. So now OnlyFans impose these payment caps. On how much you uh, uh, a user can charge, and how much somebody can tip that user, and that's starting to harm other, you know, other content creators their their income. Not only that, but it's also they used to be able to get paid out after seven days. It's now thirty days that they so they went hey, from being. Hey, it's like us getting paid for remotes here. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. that's that's <laughs> still days. that's still Ours sixty days sooner no, than what 90s. we get paid for. Yeah. So now they're saying at the end of thirty days, but not only that, a lot of girls are now trying to get off of OnlyFans because of these changes, and they're trying to get off on OnlyFans. They're trying to remove their pictures oh, and they can't because um, OnlyFans makes it you can only delete like two pictures I think every twenty four or forty eight hours. <laughs> And so, and then the the more that you delete, the longer the time is in between. So one girl said, she's like, I had probably 20 pictures on my profile. She's like, I had just started it. And she's like, it took me almost two months to, to remove all my photos from all the right. site. And Lisa, how about news headlines? What do you have coming up for us in news? There were more protests over the weekend and they turned deadly after a man was shot and killed on Saturday during a clash in Portland. The authorities aren't releasing a lot of details about the death, um, but there are reports of violence between protesters and um, counter-protesters, pro-Trump protesters. 
And the Oregon governor, Kate Brown, says she's going to authorize agencies to help the Portland police crack down on demonstrations. Uh, we'll have to see. Do we know, happens. like, which which side was, did the killing take place on? Like, who killed who? You know, I, I'm actually not too familiar with this story. So I, I just heard about it this morning. Um I was pretty checked out this weekend, so I, I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, by, by news time, you'll know. Yeah, okay. I, I'll I'll look into it. But yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I, all I heard this morning was there was the police were trying to separate the two groups of protesters and a, a amount of the pro the counter protesters uh, broke off and were able to get over to the other protesters, and that is when the altercation happened between the two. Okay. Uh, uh, but one death? Is that what they're saying? I believe so, yes. All right. As we mentioned, next Monday is going to be a federal holiday. It's going to be Labor Day. So maybe you'll have the day off. I hope you do anyway. In the meantime, we've got to deal with the regular Monday where you go to work. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away from stage 3 colon uh, he was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer back in 2016 progressed to uh, stage 4 he passed away and he was only 43 years old here is a statement by the way uh, the final post now has more likes in the history of twitter uh, the last twitter post has over 7.5 million uh, likes on twitter a true fighter, Chadwick preserved through it all, uh, persevered rather through it all, and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much, from Marshall to Defy Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during the and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home, and his wife and family were by his side. I think it's pretty astonishing how many of these movies he did. He filmed after his, his diagnosis. Diagnosis yeah. in 2016. I was that what he would do is he would go bulk up, get in shape for the roles, film, and then once they were done, he would go to treatment. Oh my heart! I know. And all with almost nobody knowing about it. Well, all right. You want to hear some of the uh, words from his uh, co-stars and others? Yep. Captain America Chris Evans said, I'm absolutely devastated. This is beyond heartbreaking. Chadwick was special, a true original. Rest in peace, King. Robert Downey Jr. Mr. Bozeman leveled the playing field while fighting for his life. That's heroism. I'll remember the good times, the laughter, and the way he changed the game. Uh, Mark Ruffalo said, The tragedies amassing this year have only been made more profound by the loss of Chadwick. Hmm. What a man, and what an immense talent. Zoe Saldana said, I'm going to have to tell Sai, Bowie, and Zen that Chichala has passed. What other king can I tell them about now? And I don't know if you guys saw any of the little kids with their T'Challa oh, costumes. the funerals they were having? Yeah. Oh, so like, sad. Uh, kids were doing their tributes to 
uh, Chadwick Boseman to uh, the Black Panther. There were some movies in play at the box office over the weekend. Uh, New Mutants topped the box office. And bear in mind, this is in you know limited theaters, and the theaters that were open had limited seating. But New Mutants took the box office with $7 million. Russell Crowe's Unhinged made $2.8 million, and Bill and Ted Face the Music took in $1 million, even though it was also available for home viewing this weekend. We had a big uh, debate at my house. Were we going to watch Bill and Ted Face the Music, or were we going to watch the new movie on Hulu called The Binge? Did you lose that? What do you think ended up? Bill and Ted. No, because that would have been $25. <laughs> and we could watch the binge for free, so that's what uh, that's what we watched. Was it good? Do you like it? I okay. It's not. Uh, okay. It's not great. Okay. Uh, it's it's really different. Like the the jokes and the humor and everything else were really like a breath of fresh air. I couldn't really compare it to any other movie other okay. than you know it's a parody of The Purge. But yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't watch it again. So. Speaking of uh, parodies, they did a uh, list, and this is Britain's independent newspaper, put together a list of the 10 greatest spoof movies. Somehow, Airplane is not number one, and also, there's a big, big miss that they had here that they should have got. There's one spoof movie that's not in the top 10. Naked Gun? Uh, Naked Gun should, yeah. It's, it's in the top 10. Oh, okay. Blazing Saddles is the number one par- spoof movie or parody movie. Okay. Good pick, good pick. Airplane. Number two? Yeah, it should have been number one. Really? Over Blazing Saddles, huh? Uh, yeah, those two could jockey for first position as far as I'm concerned, I guess. Young Frankenstein at number three. This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. And number four. And it looks like that's the last from that uh, that group of Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer and Michael McKeon. Uh, see, I think they could have included Best in Show in there 100%. But uh, So Spinal Tap, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Shaun of the Dead came in a little lower on the list than I would have thought. Number seven is The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Number eight, the Ruddles. All you need is cash, and you can tell right there that this is a British list. I think that movie was more influential in the UK than it was in the US. Number nine was Dead Men Don't Wear Plat, which is a great, great movie. I, I don't think I've ever had a reason to to bring that up, but Dead Men Don't Wear Plat. It's black and white, and it's Steve Martin, as I recall it, because I saw it when I was pretty young. He's reacting to actual clips from old movies, so it's like it's like Steve Martin is reacting to I don't know Edward G. Robinson from a 1930s hard-boiled detective movie. Number ten was Love at First Bite. Okay, they left Austin Powers completely out of the list. Oh, interesting. Spaceballs should have been in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Joanna, I, I. I think you've seen this. Uh-huh. The movie version of What We Do in the Shadows absolutely oh, deserves to be in the top movie. ten spoofs of all time. You know it's a highly underrated spoof movie? 
Hmm. Not another teen movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is great. That one's really good. Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and uh, we'll do our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is August the 31st, the final day of the month of August. It is International Overdose Awareness Day. Today is also National Matchmaker Day. And today is Remote Learning Day. Very apt. Birthdays today include actor and comedian Chris Tucker, who is 49. Also, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, is 37. Also, Debbie Gibson, who was kind of like the, the teenage pop singer about a decade before Britney. Uh, she's 50 today. Actor Richard Gere is 71. Star of Officer to Gentleman, American Gigolo, Pretty Woman, many others. And uh, Scorpions founder Rudolf Schenker is 72 today. And a birthday for Van Morrison, one of the most unique voices in the history of rock. Van Morrison is 75 today. 35 years ago, in 1985, serial killer and Jefferson Silver Fox, Richard Ramirez, Joanna, the California Night Stalker, was captured by a bunch of residents uh, in East Los Angeles who recognized him. He died in prison in 2013. And do you have any interesting stories about Richard Ramirez, Joanna? You know, I don't think no? I do. No? No? He never asked anybody that you knew out on a date, which they declined. And she said no. Yeah. That's not that she wanted to say no, though. She had to go to work. Oh, she would have gone out with the she night stalker? She would have, but she had to go to work. Oh. 26 years ago, R. Kelly secretly married Aaliyah. And she was like 15, wasn't she? Yeah. He was 27, and she was 15, but the mer- marriage certificate... Claim she was 18. All right, so he's 27. She's 15. He ought to be in jail for, for if for no other reason than for that. that. And 23 years ago, if you were alive then and have memories of them, you probably remember this. Uh, 1997, Princess Diana, her uh, boyfriend, Dodi Al-Fayed, and their French chauffeur, all died in a car crash in Paris. That was 23 years ago that that happened. And as I mentioned, today is World Distance Learning Day, and it's not something they just created because of everything that's going on. <laughs> the it's past actually, months. yeah, no, no, it's been going on for a decade or more. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here's the telephone number you can call toll free to the studio anytime you like. We don't uh, have to be talking about anything in particular doing a contest if you got something you want to add to the show just give us a call toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210 that's 844-305-6210 online you can uh, see what's happening in the studio follow along if uh, we've got some video to play or photos, uh, you could catch all those by joining us on our live stream on Facebook. 
Just go to Facebook, look for Buzz Adams Morning Show, and if you click on today's video or today's stream, you can see the comments everybody else is making and join in or, um, and this might be better judgment, don't join in, but you can see what everybody's <laughs> talking about. Uh, so somebody was wondering, well, what do you think they're going to recast Black Panther no. because of the passing oh, oh, of man, this is hard. Chadwick I don't, th- I don't think they do. The one thing the comics, comics have done a good job of is moving on with the characters by bringing in someone else. So I know that the plan was that eventually uh, T'Challa's sister Shuri, Shuri. Shuri was going to take over as Black Panther. I, I, I think they'll probably just ramp up those plans. Move ahead with that or you know it could be a thing where they've got enough footage of Chadwick Boseman uh, to, to include him. Well, the, it's kind of like they, they, they might Princess Leia it. No, I don't think they would because uh, if you read the director's uh, tribute to Chadwick, um, he talked about how it was working with him and just how hands-on he was. And so I, I don't think it would be authentic to him because he said he's like normally a leading um, actor, a leading role doesn't show up to a lot of the secondary uh, or like supporting actor auditions. And he's like, and Chadwick was there for all of them. He sat there, he took notes. He's all, he worked with all the actresses. Apparently they went through quite a few before they got uh, Winston Duke to be M'Baku. And he says he would do the uh, chemistry readings. He would be there to see how they interact with each other. And he's all, he was very hands-on. And even, I guess at the end of uh, Black Panther, Killmonger was supposed to say, can you bury me in Wakanda? And I guess, and that was the, and Chadwick was the one who said, no, 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 I don't think he would do that. I, I don't think he would want that. He's like, I think he wouldn't want to be buried in Wakanda. And so he's the one who changed that. So he said he was like, he was a very hands-on um, actor to be working with in that role. So I don't think they would use secondary footage for that. I, I mean, the recasting of it would be difficult. So I, yeah, I think you guys are right. I think they would move forward with Shorty taking over. But they could also have it to the point where they may have known this because I've read a few different things. One, Ryan Coogler, the director, he says that he wasn't privy to the situation. Mm -hmm. He didn't know what was really going on. But I was also reading some other stuff online that's talking about how movie studios do physicals. So somebody in the studio had to have known what was going on. And not to mention all the films that he did. Yeah, the only only one that he filmed before his diagnosis was Civil War, as far as MCU goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like Marshall, where he played Thoroughgood Marshall, he ha- was uh, already diagnosed. He They made a list of all the movies that he did while he was diagnosed with this uh, with cancer. And, yeah, it's, it's shocking to think not one other person knew, uh, except for his wife and his family. But that's the thing is that— Someone if, had if the to studios, Yeah, the studios run these physicals, somebody had to have known. And if they had already committed to him— being Black Panther because he got the job for Civil War and then he got diagnosed after the fact. So there's a lot of different things they could have done. If they did know, they could have gone to secretly film um, some scenes. I doubt that, though, when you have Ryan Coogler saying... Cause that he, he wasn't in. He, he wasn't in. Know. And Coogler even said, I've been spending the past few months writing Black Panther 2 mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. So it might be one of those things where the studio heads knew what was coming up. They weren't able to tell anybody, so they just kind of kept tight-lipped about it. 
knowing that we might have to go down this path. And unfortunately, it looks like they, they Which, might have to. It makes me, if they do know or if Disney did know, it does make me have a lot of respect for them that they did respect his wishes yeah. to not tell anybody. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, it's a money business. It's the, it's the entertainment business. They would probably, most studios would start working on plan Bs already. Like, okay, well, uh, we need to start looking at recasting him or doing this well, or they, this. That they may have, for all we know. You know, there may have been some some machinations at work behind but the I scenes. But I feel like Ryan Coolidge would have been... Coogler. Coogler, sorry. I feel like he would have known that. Especially because of the fact that he was he's the one writing the movie, yeah. directing the he movie. He would have been one of the main people who would have had to have known. Yeah. And he says that, too. Is he, he's very you know shocked and talks about meeting him for the first time and how they decided to um, use the uh, South African uh, uh, King T'Challa is the guy who plays him his native tongue as the Wakandan uh, native language and he just you can tell he's very shocked by all of this Um, it's really sad though just to see like I mean all the kids funerals that they were having and funerals put on by kids in honor of T'Challa yeah I just want to make sure people realize (laughs) oh yeah no they were you know putting all of their Avengers toys out and they're putting on their Black Panther costumes and just really sad and just also very shocking and it's interesting just to see how everyone is saying you know what he meant and what these movies meant to the black community yeah, yeah. he even did LeBron did the um, Wakandan sign where you cross your arms over your chest he did that uh, during the game or, um, like before the game over the weekend oh they had pictures of can I do Kobe that? or is that <laughs> I mean yeah is that you like can. a cultural appropriation if I situation? see you in the hall I'll do it for you with you yeah Okay. They had a picture of Kobe and Chadwick together, and they're like, two legends finally in heaven. I was like, oh, oh too much. No. Too much. All right, so let me run down a little bit just the history of uh, that led up to Wakanda. Jerry Falwell. Now I was going to go with Jerry Falwell Jr. at Liberty University. We're all about smooth Great transition today. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just looking at the clock. <laughs> Are you? Wow. Yeah. So Jerry Falwell Sr. was a televangelist. Uh, I think a lot of the negative stereotypes that apply to most televangelists applied to him. You know, he'd always ask people for money on TV. And anyway, uh, 50 years ago, some odd uh, years ago, he began a university uh, called Liberty University. And it has some of the most restrictive uh, campus policies of any school. You know, being gay, absolutely grounds for expulsion uh, I, I had friends who went to a school like that oh, I did to Oral Roberts University which you would think that a school with the word oral in it would be so <laughs> would be so prudish but um, like public displays it's not, of aff- it's not anal Robert <laughs> public displays of affection can get you in serious uh, trouble same thing with this school too man uh, so you know it's like you shouldn't do an alcohol if you have alcohol on campus that's yeah. grounds for expulsion all this different stuff well it turns out Jerry Falwell senior died uh, and Jerry Falwell junior took over and uh, some things have come to light about Jerry Falwell Jr. Specifically, he and his wife Becky met a pool boy. They got into business with him running a youth hostel in Florida. And you can think of all the stereotypes that come to mind when you're talking about a youth hostel. But yeah. this one was um, like had a very gay friendly agenda. Well, guess what? Your university had, a, had the opposite, a very gay unfriendly agenda. They had to balance it, man. 
um, it came out that the 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 pool he was a cabana boy or a pool boy that they met in Florida. Uh, he has come forward and given interviews. He says I was involved in a relationship, and basically it was I would have sex with Becky Falwell, and Jerry Jr. would sit in a corner and watch what was going on. Um, so that is nobody's business except for the hypocrisy, you know, that this guy's running a school, and he's also a pastor, and he's president of the university, and they've got all these really, really uh, Victorian uh, rules, and it turns out that he's uh, lit literally a cuck he's into cuckolding yeah and by the way we just had another death pop up what? this one's not gonna okay this one's not gonna mean much for lisa and joanna because oh. it's a sports oh. figure uh john thompson legendary georgetown coach passed away this morning oh he he must have been he up there older. right I mean, he was, yeah, he was 70, yeah he was 78 okay. so um so one of the things uh about Jerry Falwell Jr. is he was one of the first to to push his chips all in on Trump back in 2015-16. And this caused a lot of trouble because there were many people who went to Liberty University who thought, wait a minute, of all the candidates, because you still had Rand Paul, you had uh, Marco Rubio, you had Ted Cruz in it at this point, uh, John Kasich, you had all these other Republicans and they're like, what about Donald Trump's, you know, the way that he comports himself and his, you know, things he's on record as saying, why would you support him? So there were a lot of students who were very upset that he was endorsing somebody of such low uh, moral reputation uh, from the position of being president of Liberty University. So Michael Cohen had said before that he had done a favor for the Falwells, and he admitted to, I think it was an interview he did with Tom Arnold. Do you remember Tom Arnold was doing some kind of documentary? He was trying to find the lost Trump tapes of him using oh, the N-word yeah, on I The Apprentice. About that. Well, he interviewed Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen said, I, I got rid of some personal photographs. And he had told Tom Arnold, uh, they're bad. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, whatever they were, they were bad. Here's the here's the theory that I heard. When you get somebody like Michael Cohen to get rid, you know, a fixer, Donald Trump's fixer, when you get Michael Cohen to get rid of some embarrassing sexual photographs, could that mean Michael Cohen went to the Falwells and said, "Hey, we have these photos. If you endorse Donald Trump, we'll make him disappear." I mean, that sounds a lot more likely when you think about it. Yeah, it does. Hey, we've got these photos. You know what could make them go away? A nice, full-throated endorsement of Donald Trump. So I'm not saying that's true, but I, I'm saying, if look, if, if you're into all this QAnon stuff, when something like this falls in your lap, why don't you just run with that? Because what, what if that was going on? That's why Falwell Jr. was such an early supporter of Trump, because Michael Cohen working for Donald Trump had these photos that were going to be compromising for the two. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, I've seen a post uh, making the rounds, and what it's claiming is that of all the people who died of COVID-19 complications, that only 6% of them died from COVID-19. But let me let me just assure you off, off the top, that is 
that reflects the people posting this, their inability to to extrapolate from data. <laughs> so what the what the actual report for the CDC says is that six percent had no underlying conditions. Right. Well, if you follow this in the news, you'll notice that almost everybody dying had underlying conditions. But if you dig a little further, you find out the underlying conditions are so common that it would be hard to find even somebody that you consider like healthy over the age of 40, 45, 50 to not have any of these. I mean, the conditions are so ubiquitous in our society. For instance, obesity. And uh, they're, they're defining, uh, this is also from the CDC, they made some changes uh, back in July of this year. Body mass index of 30 or higher. You could have a body mass index of 30 and not even be considered like the fat guy in your circle of friends. <laughs> I mean, that is a, that is a very low bar. Uh, COPD, which is a, a pulmonary disease, you know, a heart disease that's... Uh, in the big picture, pretty common uh, among older uh, folks. Cancer, if you've ever had any kind of uh, cancer, that can be included there. Type 2 diabetes. I mean, how many people do you know that have type 2 diabetes? It's not uncommon. Then if you get into minority communities like... Well, they did release the um, the leading underlying conditions as well from COVID, which they found to be flu and pneumonia, respiratory failure, hypertensive disease, diabetes, vascular, um, and unspecified dementia. Uh, you could throw in sickle cell, uh, which is uh, which is a major concern in the African-American community. So when people are saying, well, only 6%, only 6% of them didn't have any of these very, very uh, common uh, conditions. I mean, because somebody was a cancer survivor or somebody had uh, COPD, that doesn't mean they were on their deathbed. They could have had decades of relatively healthy life in front of them. So when you see this, just keep in mind uh, the underlying medical conditions were not a thing where where somebody was just hours away or days away from death. That's uh, not the case at all. Also, don't forget about people who had COVID-19 who recovered but with lingering health conditions. I mean, there there are some people that that were living a relatively healthy life who now get winded from climbing, uh, you know, a flight of stairs. Uh, COVID-19, uh, we're, we're learning from the CDC and from National Institutes of Health, uh, can have a condi- can have an effect on your overall health conditions without without killing you. So uh, I think this gets put out there along with usually some statement of opinion that, hey, here's the proof that this is all a hoax. Only 6% only had COVID-19. That is that is a failure to properly read uh, the data there. All right, so uh, there's a Karen mask that is uh, going to be out for Halloween. I'm going to just bring it up for you. I just want to get your reaction, okay? Okay. Here you go. This is the. Ah, uh, oh, uh, oh, right. Yeah, you I got just the needed haircut and everything. I, I just needed your reaction to speak for itself. So oh that, yeah. Oh, I held off on looking it up throughout the whole show for this. That's that scary. looks like a high quality mask, and that yeah. that hair is just so Karen. Nailed it. That's. I think for me, it's the eyes really. 
Um, like they can burn your soul. Okay, let me describe it. It has the the haircut you'd expect, like the John and Kate yes uh, haircut. Mm-hmm. Bloodshot eyes, wrinkles that can only be described as etched from a lifetime of anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a furious facial expression. Uh, it's created by a, an artist named Jason Adcock. And if you are interested in one, oh, it's not, it's not being, you know, it's not at the Spirit Halloween store. You can message him on Instagram. Mm. But there's no word on how much he wants uh, for one of these. But, uh, yeah, that's some awfully good work. I imagine, uh, you know, there'll be some kind of more affordable uh, affordable version of a Karen costume. Oh, somebody will knock oh, it really? off. Really? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you know, it's a DIY if this I've ever a, seen this one. This is a Karen with a C. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, somebody took uh, footage of a bunch of Karens and combined it with zombie sound effects from Walking Dead and zombie movies and so stuff. So, scary. all right, so check this out. This wait one, for it, wait for it, wait for the guy that comes in on the right. Like he leans around, like really, right there. Okay. I, I want to point out this one. Have you Brandon's ever seen like, this That's video? Me. Yeah, I feel like the, what's going she's on in here? a bookstore asking for a book by the author who. Who was played by James Caan in Misery? Oh, right, I and think that also, one was the whole prank one. Yeah, this one was a prank. So she went into it looks like a Barnes and Noble, and she's like, "Well, Mister Man, why you don't, don't you any... have the cockadoodie book?" And she, she's just right, doing right, a, right. it's a prank. She's doing she's pretending to be Annie Wilkes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I this one that. isn't a this one isn't a legitimate uh, Karen. It's more of a uh, I don't know a prank or a, you know trying to go viral. Now that lady looks like she's on. I think she was on something in that clip. Anybody else uh, seen any crisp, uh, any um, Halloween decorations? Any more Halloween decorations? It seems like they've all been up for stores. Because in stores, yes. Well, have you seen any in houses yet? Not yet. I did. You know, with somebody's got their yard going, going, and I say go ahead. Yeah, without 2020s going, I was figuring tomorrow I'll start putting up the stuff. Why not? Just take your mind off of stuff, right? Just in case. Um. All right. Well, just be aware if you do decide to go with the Karen costume for Halloween, mm-hmm. you won't be the only one. So you know, if you show up at a party and there are half a dozen other Karens there, well, first of all, you're probably not social distancing, so that's a problem. But I guess that would go along with the theme of the costume, right? There you go. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Brandon's uh, got a topic that he found online uh, that we're going to get to in just a minute. Brandon, what is the topic? Somebody asked Reddit, people who have slept with celebrities, how was it? Oh, just like, how was it? Yeah, just give us a recap. Do they (laughs) name names? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You know what starts, uh, and this is applicable to our KLAQ listeners who live in the city of El Paso. So, you know what goes into effect tomorrow? What? The uh, site and release for marijuana possession. Oh, have you been counting down to this? Or? 
Here's how, uh, I don't know what you're implying. It's like mm-hmm. the one thing he put on his calendar in his phone. Mm-hmm. No, it was in the newspaper. He actually knew how to put it into the calendar. Buzzed at him this morning. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about it because it's in the newspaper today. Right after, mm-hmm. call Lisa because she sounds good on the air. <laughs> what? What's that now? Didn't you call Lisa just to tell her she sounded good on the air this weekend? Yeah, but I didn't you call did? you to tell you that I called Lisa to tell her that. No, but I hear things. How come <laughs> I never get a call that says I sound good on air? Because you're you on, on air at 6 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> this was like 4 in the afternoon when I heard Lisa. I he had to called call me and it scared me so bad. I was like, did I mess up? What happened no, I right said, now? Are, are, are you on? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, I'm driving around listening. And I was just like. I don't know if you know this, but you like you are a major market talent. You could be on satellite or in LA or New York or anything, and you know you're like. You, and she's here with us. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say this right now. And I'm I was like, and that's what I told him. I was like, are you trying to get rid of me? What's going on here? <laughs> no, I mean, don't you like to hear nice things every now and then? Yeah, I was just. It was very strange. I was sitting uh, at a, on a patio with my friends. Were like, who is that? I'm like, it's Buzz. I don't. Is he lost? I don't know. Let me find out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I'm going to say, and this isn't taken away from any of the incredible talent that we have on our stations. <laughs> sure. But <laughs> as far as being a, like a DJ on a music station, Lisa's the best in town. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm not knocking anybody, but Lisa's no, yeah, just no, incredibly engaged in the music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but. When Ray's time comes around, can you go? Tell that to you know our when raise time comes around, yeah. you know. getting a pay raise. Yeah, you thought you're talking about Ray. Ray. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what when, was... when Ray's around specifically, I, I hope Ray didn't get offended. <laughs> <laughs> El Paso's new site and release program for low level marijuana possession starts tomorrow, giving police the discretion to issue a ticket, yeah, instead of making an arrest. I was reading into it a little bit. They can still make an arrest, like if they if if it's a they find out you have a warrant or if you're you've got marijuana but you're also drunk. Also, it says at the police officer's discretion. So sweet. So if you're a d bag, you may still get arrested. You might, it, and it includes like if you're being generally uncooperative yeah. with the offer, officer, which pretty much makes this meaningless right <laughs> well no I mean, if you're cool like if you're being cool with the officer like yeah you know what my bad i do have this blah 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 usually the officers are going to be like okay well we're going to go ahead and just give you the site and release if you give them attitude and start you know talking back to them then yeah they're probably going to be like well but remember they products with cbd are legal mm-hmm. the thc is not and they don't necessarily have the time or the supplies and the equipment and everything to do those tests. So what we had heard, remember those, I think it was the singing lawyers that we've gotten the, uh, remember they, they had the don't eat your weed oh, song? Oh, those guys are great. I think they were the same ones that came out and said, just don't tell them what it is. Because they, they, they generally don't have the testing for it. So if you don't flat out admit it, eh, chances are you're probably going to get away with it. They're like, but this but, uh, says on it, it THC. And you're like, yeah, but I'm Mexican. I just reuse the same containers. It's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like country crock. He's the same butter container. When, when I say being cooperative it's or being, Lakes. being uncooperative, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that that is leaves room for a lot of interpretation. For instance, if they if they want to say, all right, well, where did you get this? And you're like, well, I'd rather not tell you. Is that being uncooperative? 
Because I think it depends on your tone. I mean, I could understand how no matter how you say it, that could be considered uncooperative because you're not answering the question. But there are a lot of times, Justin Underwood says this a lot, you don't always have to answer every question. The program is for misdemeanor amounts of marijuana possession. You're probably wondering oh, what so, yeah, the definition the, of that if is. If you got the van from up in smoke, <laughs> yeah. that's something completely different. Uh, a Class B misdemeanor is for two ounces or less of marijuana. A Class A is for two to four ounces. So I, I guess it could be up to four ounces, anything more than that, and you're not in the uh, misdemeanor category anymore um to be eligible for the program so this is uh some of the requirements for you to get a citation and 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 i assume they also take your weed right usually if they cite you i'm sure they're going to take it they'll either take it or destroy it in front of you but my gosh two ounces that's a lot now i'm gonna smoke this in front of you yeah you're gonna sit there and watch me take every puff hopefully you'll learn your lesson degenerate uh, to be eligible, you have to be an El Paso County resident, which means, I guess, if you're driving through from Dallas yeah, and they see your license, they're like, oh, you know what? We can't let you off easy. You're not from here. Um, an officer also must have a reasonable belief the person will appear in court. So they say the citation well, if is... if you're out of town, is there a reasonable belief that they're going to appear in court? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. I get speeding tickets all over the country. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, and they compare it to a speeding ticket. Uh, you don't have to show up at court. You just pay the ticket, right? Um, so, and they say that a citation for uh, low-level marijuana possession is similar to a traffic ticket. And is a legal promise that someone will appear in court at a later date. Have you ever gone to court for a speeding ticket? Nope. No, you just pay the ticket, right? Nope. Do you uh, have a lawyer that gets it dismissed for you? Yeah. Or do you just you just rack them up? No, and... I gave it to Justin. I've gotten I've gotten one speeding ticket. It's the one I got like two weeks ago. What? I don't know. Something was playing. <laughs> and I I went to Justin Underwood. He said, "Yeah, give us the ticket. We'll uh, we'll handle it for you." Nice. Now that might mean I have to pay a fine later. I don't know. I was like, yeah, if I'm going to trust any legal issues, I'm going to trust it to Justin Underwood. Why, why not just pay the ticket? Did you disagree with the with, that you were speeding? Why would I just flat out pay a ticket if I can have Justin Underwood take care of it for me? <sighs> I just, it's kind of like... Path of least resistance. You know, It took really no the, effort in Brandon's part to I just hand yeah, it to I, I asked him. Yeah, I asked him about it. I was like, hey, like, do, you, do you help with traffic tickets? He's like, yeah, just take a picture of it and send it to me. So I did. And then when I showed up at his office later, because um, I had to drop something off, he told me. he was, And I was like, is there anything else you need? And he goes, no, we, we got it. I always look at getting a speeding ticket as kind of like the fee for breaking for breaking the speed limit. I mean, if you want I mean, to, I don't, by did all you means, feel guilty right about breaking the speed limit, Buzz? No, but it's just kind of price of poker, man. You know, if I'm going 85 and a 75... I'm going to do that most of the time, but I'm not going to get pulled over most of the time. I'm going to get pulled over every now and then. Maybe they got a, you know, maybe they got like a, what's it called? A uh, a radar? No, no, where they're supposed to make a certain number. Oh, quota? Of, yeah, like maybe Damn, they got a quota. Are you doing okay this morning? 
I know. Yeah. We were just asking. What's going on over there? Yeah. It's the weekend, and it's hard for me to concentrate when it's nobody's not. in here it's with Monday. me. It's Monday. Well, it was the weekend, though, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, my God. Just give us a this preview. Is the decline. Give us a preview of. <laughs> well, let's just say may- maybe I was trying to get a- rid of a lot of it this weekend before the. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Give us a little preview of the. You sound uh, great on the air. <laughs> All right, listen. Let me tell you well, I just remembered something. Okay, well, what you're doing is <laughs> not helping in any way. I'm going to tell you guys a story later. Nice. Why don't you preview the topic today? People who have slept with celebrities, how Ooh. was it? It was a question that was posed up on Reddit, and people name names. I love it. These are real live sex. Uh, like encounters right yeah. now, just like I did it in my dreams with him. No, no, no. This is people who actually hooked up okay. with somebody. See, I'm imagining in real life. Most, We've got a few rock stars on here. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> most of them being are women who've hooked up with celebrities. Well, we have. I mean, it seems to be the majority of are, what are, you have. Here's some, here are some of the names from the from the list. Like a female celebrity, I see is less likely to hook up hook up with with a regular non celebrity person. <laughs> So here's some of the names: Hannibal Burris, Leonardo DiCaprio, Derek Jeter. Oh well, that's anybody in the tri-state area, basically. Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson. From Marilyn Manson, David Lee Roth, and Shaggy. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if they did it on the counter. It wa- yeah, <laughs> maybe banging on the sofa. It wasn't me, though. I can tell you that. No, it wasn't him. Whoever it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, him. wasn't me. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, so somebody threw out, was this Reddit that this was on? Yeah, it was was an Ask Reddit where somebody had posed the question, people who have slept with celebrities, how was it? Hmm. And there are some people sharing other stories too. Like somebody here says, I saw Danny DeVito cursing out a cyclist who nearly wiped him out getting out of a private cab once in San Francisco was almost as good as sex. I would have paid for a ticket to see that. <laughs> Danny DeVito just going off Getting on a cyclist. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Frank Reynolds. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me hear some of them. Uh, so the first one here, this has to do with Hannibal Burris. Oh. It says, I know a girl who hooks up with Hannibal Burris every time he comes to Milwaukee. They met on Bumble, and she said that he's a very sweet guy. Hmm. He seems like a sweet guy. Tell that to Bill Cosby. Ooh, there you go. Hannibal Burris is the comedian who he didn't break open the Bill Cosby thing because it in he just the early two thousand right he yeah. reminded like it, it like, kind of been it kind of had already been handled. But he uh, but Han- Hannibal uh, plays one of Spider Man's teachers like his gym teacher in mm-hmm. the Spider Man movies, and I, I guess mean he, he is pretty hilarious. Did you ever see what he did at the premiere? He didn't go. He paid someone to act like him and go Oh, and instead. just answer questions like yeah. he's Hannibal Burris. Yeah. That's pretty freaking funny. Well played. <laughs> yeah. But if if you're if you're the lady and you're Hannibal Burris's regular hookup in Milwaukee, I mean, I hope you're realistic enough to know that he's got another hookup in like every city he goes to. It probably, seems to right? be from what I'm reading on this, it seems like a lot of these people knew. What like was what up? Were, yeah, like yeah. So the person happens to be in town, whether it's a musician or whether it's a comedian, somebody that travels for their job, and they know, like, look, we'll hook up when they're here in town. But that's it, you know. Like, we're, yeah. this isn't going to extend past that. 
Uh, the next one here says, back in the 2000s, a mate of mine used to bleep Shaggy every time he came to Melbourne. Wait, a mate? A friend. A friend. Yeah, but if if you're in Australia, mate is usually you're talking about a guy friend. Not Does anything in the in it make it? You can have girl mates. Yeah, those are Sheilas. You got your mates and you got your Sheilas. I'll be sure Get to ask Shim on Shim the phone. I was gonna say, call Shim. I'll ask Shim uh, about that Shim. next time I talk to him. Uh, it says here, I think he probably made two to three trips down here. We'd all make a big deal about her disappearing her. for a few days. Yeah, mm. So his mate is a her. To shag Shaggy. <laughs> she had nothing but nice things to say about him. She knew he was, uh, she knew she was nothing but some, uh, you know, extra action when he was in town. Now, did she ever let Scooby watch or get in on some of the action with Shaggy? Or Stupid. Was it? Don't ruin it. No, and then the he's comments Mr. That, Bombastic. How dare you? I heard he's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. And then the, comment, the comments underneath were, uh, I'm picturing that they were both buck naked banging on the bathroom floor. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then the very next comment says, wasn't him. <laughs> and then the one after that says, but I saw him banging on the sofa. <laughs> and then it just proceeded to go on from there. That was great. Next one on this list. Knew somebody who slept with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Apparently, he kept his headphones on the entire time. Uh, he would. I'm still trying to figure out, like, why. Yeah. Like, I'm what are you listening sure to? I'm sure he told her also, don't look me in the eyes. Yeah. yeah I, can look, see, I can see that. I don't want to hear you. So I'm going <laughs> to put my earbuds in, okay? Don't take it personally. It's just I'm not interested in anything you could possibly have to say. Thank you. The next one on this list, it has to do with a guy that we've talked about before and what would happen if he hooked up with a chick. This person says that I knew a girl who was an escort and she had sex with Derek Cheater. All right. Can I tell you the what we've heard? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. What's so this, this is rumor. Okay. But women who have hooked up with Derek Cheater said that he gives them like a, like a parting gift like an autographed baseball. And I love that. Maybe like a like a fruit basket or something. I don't yeah. know. There was supposed to be some That's kind of... That's nice. And it, what, it remind, gift what it reminded me of... Yeah, you leave with a... With an, a souvenir. A lovely... A nice um, edible basket. Consolation prize, I guess. Well, it goes on to say here, <laughs> afterwards, he called a limo to take her home. And oh, the nice. limo was a gift. A baseball signed by Derek Jeter. Wow. Yeah, we've heard that one before. Amazing. That kind of reminds me of Iron Man 1 when Iron Man, uh, when Tony Stark Has hooks up with the reporter. Cleaned. Does he? Is that, yeah. is that part of it? Yeah, he has all her clothes dry, dry cleaned for her. And, and then, then Pepper Potts sees her out. Yeah. Don't you was that Leslie Bibb that played it the was. reporter? Oh, I'm so hot. <laughs> Listen, way hotter than Pepper, okay? Well, and she's also not trying to sell a bunch of really crazy stuff on She's not trying to stick jade <laughs> eggs up her hoo-ha. Goop. Yeah. Uh, next one on this list. A friend was a part of an actor's studio playhouse in the 80s. She said, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Very well endowed. They used other verbiage here that I can't say on the air. <laughs> oh. Well, just based on Huge, his... Huge, I believe, wow. is what they said. And an amazing lover. Oh, I would picture that of him. I would expect nothing less. Just because of his his Shush. height and length, lankiness, and <laughs> you kind of assume his height and length. Shush, let me have this. No, no, I'm just yeah. saying you would imagine. Yeah, he's probably packing a hog. Well, 
It says here they did it a few times, but he let her down easy because his career was taking off and he was crazy busy. He was really oh, cool and life. even remembered her years later. Oh, life finds a way, really. Mm. Oh, I love him. Another one here. I about- got a call from this uh, director of Mr. Cronenberg, and he wants to do a remake of The Fly, so <laughs> I think I'm going to be pretty busy. There was uh, another one here about Alec Baldwin. This comes from the same person, and Alec Baldwin apparently also uh, not lacking. Oh. Wait, are these are these mostly people saying, I had a friend who told me... That's how it mostly is coming out on this, yes. Okay. Uh, it says here Alec Baldwin. Well, Doug. Uh, uh, also, super hairy and sweats a lot. Ew. Like, it was <gasps> dripping into her... Like, uh, I? Yeah. It was oh. too hard to ignore the sweatiness for her to enjoy it. Oh. Next one here. This one has to do with a celebrity of the rock genre. Till from Rammstein. And this is somebody who's talking about their ex. So apparently the ex had admitted, hey, like I hooked up with this dude. It was after a gig once many years ago. And she said that he was very respectful, mildly kinky. He wanted to do it on the hotel balcony um, so that the city, um, over the city, so that people could look up and see them. Okay. Oh. And apparently has skin as soft as a baby. Apparently he was nice, bought her breakfast the next day, invited her back for a second session the next day. Nice. Then moved on with his tour. She said eight out of ten would bleep again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. All right. Um... Twiggy Ramirez of Marilyn Manson around 2000 after his show. Apparently, it was okay. Another gentleman of the Goldblum Baldwin persuasion. It was over quick, and he kicked her to the curb right after to go do coke or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably fairly standard backstage rock star. You know, that's probably not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Right? Somebody here has got a mom who hooked up with David Lee Roth. Well, let's hear that she one. Said he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> she said that he smelled like sour milk and put oh. his dirty hat on her head. Wait a minute. Oh, no. You're worried about him putting his dirty hat on her head? Yeah. yeah there's people who commented after this one that were like, dude, that's just... Uh, that's not the worst. Yeah. Right. I think the hat was the least of your... And you say it was somebody's mom? Yeah. Okay. And that's how it ended. Uh, another one here says, um, a buddy of mine dated a celebrity of American Pie fame, a certain foreign exchange character. He has my eternal jealousy, but was a gentleman oh. on the details. I did get to meet her and play, play poker at her house, though. Uh, she, who, who is that? Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon yeah. Elizabeth. She cheated on him with a dance show partner. Oh. Wah, wah. Any others? Those are the ones that I had isolated. Um, Trying to see if there's any other big ones here. Down. Well, the I'm list. not going to comment. I mean, you guys all know about my personal history with Sofia Vergara, so I don't yeah. think I need to say anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a buddy of mine who drove. David Lee Roth around. <laughs> yeah. He was in town for a show. And as he's driving, it's David Lee Roth and two security guards. And the security guards flat out told him, you do not look in your rearview mirror when we're back here. 
Like, oh. like he's going to be doing stuff. And my buddy said he was like, it, it's, and I smelled something I had never smelt before. And he was smoking something in the back seat that he said just smelled horrific. Oh, smoking. Oh. What what would you smoke that would smell bad? Plastic. I, mean, I, I don't know. Other than cigarette. I well, mean, cigarettes, was, but you a, wouldn't know what was, that smells yeah, like. Yeah, he right? was assuming it was really? a pretty hardcore drug. Oh. I was once. Um, oh, what's the actress's name who played Kelly on uh, Christina Applegate? Yeah, Christina. I was her ride. They were in town for you a promotion when I was like 19 years old, and she wanted to go to the mall. And then I dropped her off at like her hotel, and that's all it was. But I, I call that my date with Christina Applegate. <laughs> <laughs> We have somebody here who hooked up with a drummer from Slipknot, not Joey, by the way. Drummer that took over after um, Joey says, I hooked up with a drummer from Slipknot when they were in town twice. I was working at a strip club and he wanted lap dances. He paid me for a lap dance um, for at least an hour. It was a ton of money. We bonded in conversation. He invited me to come hang out. We ended up hooking up. He was a great guy. He then put me on the guest list for the uh, next show and hung out backstage with him. What mask did he wear? And did he wear it during the encounter? I don't know. I was hoping they would answer that. Have you guys sometimes it's hard to get through this because there's 76 replies to that Whoa. one alone. Yeah. So it makes it difficult to kind of go through these. Have uh, you guys ever heard how they take the vocal tracks and they can isolate them? That's where that David Lee Roth vocal was coming from. Right. Oh, yeah. We played a lot of this uh, when you were on vacation, actually, because something that I'm working on is like a, a March Madness style tournament for greatest vocalist of all time. Wait, and you're putting David Lee Roth in I, in the running no. for greatest vocalist yeah. of all time? No, no. Because no. one of the things that I'm focusing on is vocalist. Now, David Lee Roth was a great lead singer. He was a great front man. But as far as vocals go, eh. So, I mean, the top guys that we were talking, put on this list, like Eddie, Freddie Mercury. Eddie, Freddie Mercury, for sure. Guys yeah. like that, Chris Cornell, um, and we were uh, listening to the isolated vocals of some of these singers. And there's one from Freddie Mercury that will give you goosebumps, dude. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Roth is entertaining. I don't get goosebumps from that, but um, you know who else you could add? Have you ever heard the guy from Panic at the Disco? Like, as far as uh, I, and I'm not saying Brendan I'm not Yuri. saying I'm a huge Panic fan. But that you singer, should is, you should be. He's, he's, they're great. He, he, but his vocal range is. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to cut this thing off because I'm up to like 120 something vocalists. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to get into our Mosho calendar, and no, we're not. Well, we might actually, but we're going to get into entertainment news. Here, <laughs> rough Monday, buddy. Yeah, it's a, what a Monday here. Maybe next Monday will be better. Oh, it will because we won't be here. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know. We, we actually might, don't. We uh, might. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a post up at buzzadamshow.com. You do? What is it about? Did you, Lisa? Did what you up? ever have to study like like advertising or or how to advertise? Was that part of your major in college? Um, no. Were you like interpersonal communications? I was, I, I was communication yeah. studies. Uh, so mine was more of how to talk to you to then make you purchase things, but uh, it wasn't an actual advertising class. No. Uh, there was one class we had, God, it might've even been a psychology class, but it was all about, uh, 
like effectiveness in advertising and advertising campaigns that have been hugely successful. Oh, yeah, we did take one of those classes. Yeah. If I were a professor, this is the example I would use. Do you realize that KFC mm-hmm. pulled off one of the m- most mind-bogglingly effective ad campaigns last week? Uh, the story last week was that KFC is suspending their slogan, Finger Licking Good. And the reason was because of COVID-19 concerns. Uh, so if you watched a late night monologue or listened to a radio show, and I'm going to admit, yeah, we, we definitely brought this story up, I think, in the news. It, or if you've been online, you probably heard about this. Uh, here are a few selected headlines. KFC suspends its finger look, licking good slogan amid pandemic. KFC, no more finger licking goodness. Pandemic cancels slogan. So this story, you know, was reported pretty widely do you realize they just got all that advertising for nothing or next to nothing whatever the cost of sending out a press release on company letterhead they got everybody talking about it and when people talked about it they had to mention the fact that kfc is finger licking good right Mm -hmm. that's that's at the core of the story and you're thinking oh yeah but you know I was making fun of it because it's so politically correct no you thought you were making fun of it because it's so politically incorrect or politically correct what you were actually doing was giving free advertisement to KFC whoever came up with this the audacity to tie it in to a worldwide health pandemic and genius is just ingenious give them a raise for next to nothing And Mm -hmm. not only did they get on every media platform, they also got into social media of people who were either outraged. I mean, this had nothing to do with the pandemic. This had everything to do with some ingenious person saying, hey, let's say that we're not going to do finger licking good and just put it out there because of the pandemic and everybody's going to be talking about it. And they did. That has to be the equivalent of billions of dollars in free advertising that KFC got, right? It's genius. Here's a here's a sample. Like if if you shared something like this on social media, you were part of this ad campaign. LMFAO, KFC has dropped their slogan. It's finger licking good because of COVID. This is not a joke. Seriously, you got to be kidding me. Eye roll emoji. Now you think you were calling out KFC for being so politically correct or you know overreacting to this but what you're actually doing is you were part of one of the greatest viral marketing campaigns in modern history uh let's go ahead and get to our entertainment news it is time for joanna barba to bring us the entertainment news why don't you uh you save the bad news from the weekend maybe save that for last joanna all right uh what do we have today TLC is looking to add one or two more spinoffs to its 90 Day Fiance franchise. Oh, Bring in the number. I, I mean, to there's, 12. O- there's only. What? I was about to say there's only 20 so far. No, right. 12 though. That's you've got no the joke. regular 90 Day Fiance. Yes. You've got I've the got other way. You've got before the 90 before days. the 90 days. Okay. You've got after the 90 days. You've got you've happily got ever after. In between mm-hmm. the 90 days, <laughs> you've got pillow talk. Pillow mm-hmm. talk. Uh, I don't know the rest of it. Ooh, how many are they missing? Are they, are they, helping the fa- are they counting like like the family Chantel? Yes. Stuff like that. The family Chantel is definitely part of it. Okay. Um, uh, before, the, Dar- uh, Darcy and uh, what's-her-face. 
Darcy, Darcy and Stacy. Yeah. How about self quarantine? How about the telethon to buy uh, Big Ed a neck? Do they count <laughs> that, that one? No, I don't think <laughs> okay. that's one. Uh, at the same time, Howard Lee, president of the general manager of TLC, warns that it's very important that they don't just create a spinoff or sequel just for the sake of it. They want to make sure that they're not just ripping themselves off franchise after franchise. But we will wait to see what the next spinoff will be of 90 Day Fiance. Who needs oh, so they haven't announced it yet. They just, no, they just saying that we forward, are going to do this. Yeah, they're looking forward to bringing one or two more spinoffs. The if spinoffs where it focuses on one couple are lame. Like the family Chantel one was stupid. Give me, I need a variety, man. Like you got to go from, from couple to couple. Give me different countries, different cultures. Let's do this. Chantel was not even, like her thing with her husband, that wasn't even one. Sometimes I'd watch it, but sometimes I'd fast forward through it. because You husband never fast forwarded through that one. Yeah, we, no, you Chantel, did not. So. I know why you didn't. <laughs> Two big reasons that I did not even a week ago, Bella Thorne became the first person to make a million dollars on OnlyFans, a subscription service that hosts exclusive material, bonus material behind a paywall. Well, shortly after notching that major financial milestone, Thorne's subscribers led her to collecting an astounding $2 million on the platform over the weekend. Around that time, it was then noted that OnlyFans ushered in some payment caps, such as setting a limit for how much a person can charge fans for exclusive content and how much a subscriber can tip. All right. That was so a bitch. One of the Sorry. things that she did was she had told fans, for $200, mm -hmm. you'll get my nudes. Mm -hmm. And people even messaged her back and say, do you mean nude, nude? And she said, no, dude, nude, nude, dude. Like nakey. And then when she finally did it, <laughs> according to reports, it was... They were ripped off. They were, Yeah, it wasn't nude. <laughs> yeah, because then she went on Twitter and was like, no, guys, I'm not doing nude photos. And they're like... Well, like, well we why paid did you say you did? Didn't and then there were a lot of chargebacks too, like people wanted their money back because Right. Yeah. So, so exactly. And so now they're thinking that OnlyFans can't pay her the money, which is why they're putting all of these new uh rules and regulations on other people on the site. Like for instance, you used to be able to, I guess, to tip out at the end of seven days. Now they have put it to thirty days. And so now these people who normally could get paid at the end of the week are now being told, oh, no, you have until the end of the week. month. So you pay a fee, but then you also tip on you top of that? You can also tip, exactly. Yeah, you can. It's, it's not mandatory, but a lot of people do tip. I tried to go over and just check out what OnlyFans is, but <laughs> it's blocked <laughs> in our building. So yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't whatever know what it, that could mean. Well, they say that it's not all sex. I mean, there are some people that get on there and give guitar lessons or whatever. It's just no. I, I, stuff I know some people right. who it's are mostly sex. Yeah, I know people who Fitness are body paint, big, yeah. body painters, Fitness, and yeah. they'll do the body painting on there. Um, Somebody commented earlier in the chat, much earlier, and I couldn't agree more. Who pays for for naked pictures on the internet? Do you know how many naked pictures there are in the internet for free? It's Infinity more infinity amount, but it's more for the you're paying for that per specific person. It's kind of like they're catering to you, yeah, and you get to tip them because they're catering specifically to you. Is part of this whole controversy that you should really be supporting your mom and pop hoes instead of your big celebrity hoes? Yes. <laughs> Is Basically. it? Yeah. Well, and there are celebrities on there who are, you know, making money off of OnlyFans too. Plaxico Burris. And so... Yeah, they're doing these different things. and I would subscribe to Plaxico Burris's if he would just do different things while wearing sweatpants with a loaded gun inside him. Just wait, see if it happens again. Yeah. Today, I'm going to run the wrong way up an escalator. Let's watch. Um, 
<laughs> no, it's it, I, I do feel for a lot of a lot of these girls are very upset about it because they are saying this girl is not only taking from us uh, our money now because they're telling us that it's going to be harder for them to get their money. Um, mm-hmm. People are now not believing them when they're saying like, oh, I have an OnlyFans. Oh, what are you pulling a Bella? Uh, so I, a lot of sex workers are pretty upset about this. And um, it sucks that they're doing this in the first, that she's doing. Because now also a lot of people are trying to leave the platform and the girls are finding out. Wait, is it mostly naked pictures or is it mostly pornography? It's mostly, uh, it depends on what you want. You could do pictures, you can do videos, you could do mm-hmm. um, a lot of different things. And um, people are just kind of, the whole How thing, is it different from a webcam model? It's very similar. Which has been around for like two decades at least. Um, it's very similar. I think with OnlyFans, the only difference is, is that you're paying um, through the site and it's, you can have multiple, like there's just, it's kind of, you're, you're right. It is very similar to webcam, mm-hmm. but you get um, like the girls will guarantee you, like I put up at least this many photos a day or a week. I put up one video a week. So they'll give you like a guarantee of what they're doing um, for your money. And then you can also uh, subscribe for like months on end. So like you could have a yearly subscription or six months or month to month or something like that. So, um, but I, can't, I just can't imagine anything it's that like somebody would Netflix do, sexual or non-sexual, that I'd be willing to pay a monthly fee to watch him do it. Well, I mean, there are well, people out. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you then, because there's people out there that are fans of specific women, and so they'll say, "Yeah, I'll pay this much to you know uh, support her." And if I tell her, like, hey, you know what, I would love to see this, like, cosplay outfit or I'd love to see this different thing happen, um, they can go, okay, great. Well, I can definitely do that if you'd like. So it's kind of like catering to your fan base um, just in general. But, yeah, they're all really upset about this. I know I know a few girls that are on OnlyFans. And also, if Bella Thorne wanted $200 for her nudes, mm-hmm. if they had turned out being actual nudes, why wouldn't you just wait until – they hit the internet at large for free. Well, that's part of the thing is that um, you could that you could get sued if because it says on there like this content is not to be redistributed. You cannot take it off the site. Well, oh, that blah, sounds blah. foolproof. Well, no, no, but but you can sue. Like the girls can sue if they do take their uh, pictures off yeah, of there. Let me tell you, naked pictures get out anywhere. It doesn't matter what the law is or what your legal recourse is. They're it's like uh, Jeff Goldblum. Life finds a way. Guess what? Porn finds a way. Ew. Somewhere out there are Buzz's nudes. <laughs> I don't have any. Don't. Just stop there. Just stop. We don't want to talk about it. I have that. some bikini shots. Come on. Oh, well, we've seen those. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. Let's get back to entertainment news. I got a little hung up there on the whole thing with uh, Bella Thorne. And so is she... Uh, like, is she apologizing? Is that what the story was? Like, she's telling all these other people on OnlyFans, hey, I'm sorry, I screwed up your your gimmick or whatever? Yes. Okay. That's what it was. All right. Well, we're just days away from Mulan debuting exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Some fans are thrilled that they're able to see Mulan from the comfort of their own home without having to risk a trip to their local theater, while others are annoyed at being asked to pay $30 to see a movie on a service that they already pay a monthly subscription fee the for. The Disney one, right? The Disney so one. So they're saying that the, the, the big screen Mulan should just come with your Disney yes. uh, subscription. 
Well, that would be very nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, don't get super greedy here, all right? Let's all be honest. You're going to have to pay $30 to go see it in the theater anyway. And then- at, yeah. least, at least the 30 bucks is just for the tickets. True. Well, now Disney is announcing that Mulan will become available to Disney Plus subscribers for free in December. According to the pre-order page for the movie, Mulan will be uh, released for all Disney Plus subscribers on December 4th. Well, are they are they also releasing it in theaters, though? Uh, it'll be available in some theaters, yeah, in theaters yeah. that are already open. Ooh, that's kind of cool. So that yeah, but don't be- you think that's the type of movie you'd you'd want to see on the big screen? Yeah, that's yeah, how I was. feel. It was until they were like, oh, hey, you want to watch it at your own house with your own... Well, sure, if that's Joanna looks option. over at Junior. Yeah, we would, actually. Yeah, Junior yeah. and I are very excited for this. <laughs> well, this news marks the fastest that a major film has gone from its theatrical release to being streamed for free on Disney+, Plus, with only three months between the two. Cool. And finally, because 2020 continues to find ways to make us all sad, mm-hmm. the world is continuing to mourn the devastating loss of Chadwick Boseman, who died at the age of 43 after a silent four-year battle with colon cancer. That means that he was fighting cancer while filming Black Panther and the last two Avengers movies. Hollywood's greatest extensively honored the Black Panther star over the weekend. Bozeman died in his home with his family and wife. According to the statement that was released on Twitter, that is now the most liked tweet in all of Twitter history. At last check, the tweet was liked more than 7 million times and retweeted more than 3 million times. You know, when celebrities have got a cancer diagnosis and and they go public with it, I I respect that, you know, because they want to raise awareness about, you know, especially if it's, uh, this was colorectal uh, cancer, but, Mm -hmm. so I respect that. But I also got to say, you know, Chadwick Boseman obviously wanted to keep this private. He didn't want, he didn't want the general public knowing. He didn't want a lot of people knowing. And I respect the hell out of that, too. That was great. In the spring, Bozeman actually posted a video to his Instagram to promote COVID-19 relief via the nonprofit organization Operation 42. His gaunt appearance shocked fans, some of whom hoped his dramatic weight loss was merely preparation for a role. That we know was not. Yeah, we were hoping it was a Christian Bale mechanic type of scenario where he was losing a lot of weight, but... Right now, it's unclear what Chadwick's death means for Black Panther 2, which was in the early stages of development but had not begun production. Fans on social media are already demanding that the role not be recast. I think, I the think plan- everybody kind of agrees with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the, the plan all along was that eventually uh, his T'Challa's sister, Shuri, would mm-hmm. take over as mm-hmm. the Black Panther, and that was supposed to be the way it played out in the cinematic universe. So... In a way, that would be recasting the role, but that's kind of what they planned on all along, right? So, would that be okay? Yeah, because the, the like comics they, have yeah. done really a really good job of that, where um, you bring in a younger character who eventually kind of takes over that role. They were already kind of doing this with Spider-Man, sort of becoming the new Iron Man. Yeah. Not in the sense of he's going to don the Iron Man suit, but, you know, at the end of Spider-Man... Um, Apart from home, it's Peter Parker in the plane with Happy up front flying, and he's designing the new spider suit. And he's kind of, and you see the wheels turning the way that they would for Tony Stark. And so you you're there, you see that transition of a role. They're already going to um, pass the torch of Thor or Mjolnir, if you will, um, to another character. Yeah, so I hope it's Beta really, Ray Bill. <laughs> so they so they've done a really good job of doing this anyway. It's just unfortunate that they're going to have to do this. A lot sooner, sooner than they than right. anticipated. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. 
Hey, we're going to get to rock news. Lisa has rock news on the way for us in just a few minutes. So how did Brandon know that I called Lisa over the weekend to, to pay her a compliment? We were having a conversation. It came up in conversation. And how did it come out? It's like, oh my God, I was so honored by Buzz that he called to say I was good DJ. Let's leave it at that. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Um, I'm trying to figure out like who got shot Saturday in Portland. It was it one of the one of the protesters or was it one of the counter protesters? You know, I'm who got shot. Both. So I don't It seems you know, it's Monday. You know, it's been a full twenty four hours plus. You'd you'd think they'd have more details on that. Uh from what I'm seeing Authorities are keeping it pretty, they're quiet, their investigation. Um, so, because I originally saw that an AP freelance journalist said they believed it was someone uh, of the um, the pro-Trump uh, protesters. Well, here's, uh, but now just, I'm seeing other reports are saying it's not. Oh, really? Yeah. But maybe so, the, what I'm looking at might be outdated at this point. But this was CNN from earlier this morning. They said the man who died was wearing a hat with the insignia of Patriot Prayer a far-right group that has clashed with protesters in the past. Trump tweeted, rest in peace, about the man. Could it have been somebody who took a, a Patriot Prayer hat off of one of the counter-protesters? And I think the, the, the main thing is uh, not all the details yeah. are clear here. It looks like the... Founder of Patriot Prayer, Joey Gibson, though, is coming forward to say that um, it is someone, one of their members, Aaron J. Danielson. Was the guy who was uh, killed? Yeah, that is what, but, uh, yeah, it says a a videographer uh, had the video of the shooting, um, and the victim was later identified by the Patriot Prayer founder, saying that it was um, Aaron J. Danielson. All right, here is uh, somebody who was an eyewitness. He said this uh, was a, and it doesn't say which side the eyewitness is on, but just what he said. I heard like three seconds of yelling and saw a guy spray bear mace. The victim sprayed mace and launched it right into the other guy. See, it seems like the protesters are are, uh, the ones more likely to bring mace. And the counter-protesters are the ones more likely to bring bring guns. But here's one thing to think about. Now that guns are in the mix, you might expect the other side to start bringing guns, too. And that's the thing I did see. uh, I mean, this. I forgot which protest it was, but the mayor of one of the cities came forward and said, like, if you're going to be protesting, just please leave your guns at home. Both sides. They're saying, like, if you're for or against or whatever it is, just please stop bringing guns. If if you got a protest that's going on, and let's say there are bricks and, like, what's some other stuff that they might be? Bricks and, and clubs. Well, that's bad enough. If you add guns to the mix, what makes you think that the other side isn't going to, you know, match. learn from that and match what you're doing? And then what are you going to do? Bring a bigger gun? Bring more guns? Then they're going to, you know? The end game of this is not good for anybody. It's certainly not good for America. 
By the way, we've heard, uh, uh, we've gotten another tweet from Zombie Herman Kane. I don't know if you heard, but the Twitter account of Herman Kane, who passed away from COVID-19 uh, a, a few I weeks they ago. changed the name. Yeah, now it's like the family or fr- and friends. Kane's Twitter account has continued to post several times a day after his death. Mm-hmm. Most commonly to share articles from the dubious Western Journal, uh, one of the journals that had been taken off of uh, Apple News because of conspiracy theories and things that fly in the face of science. So anyway, uh, this was from the Herman Cain account. It looks like the virus is not as deadly as the mainstream media first made it out to be, the tweet read linking it to a Western Journal article. Uh, and this, uh, the, the thing that was in Western Journal, I'm seeing that pop up on on some of the people on social media who who don't know how, how to extrapolate from data. So what it said was that only 6% of the people who died from COVID-19 didn't have pre-existing conditions. And the implication being that the 94% who did have pre-existing condition, died of that instead of the COVID-19. Well, the whole point is that it was an underlying condition. But if you look at what the underlying conditions are, it's stuff that's so common, it yeah. would be very hard to find somebody over 50 who doesn't have, uh, uh, for instance, obesity or uh some kind of pulmonary, COPD, which is a pulmonary condition. I think High I, blood pressure, things like that. One so, of the common misconceptions is when you hear underlying um, issues. Is, you think they were on their deathbed. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, this, this thing was going to take them out anyway, and it just happened to got COVID. Like, that's not the case. No, no, but that's how it's being misread, and it looks like that's what zombie Herman Cain's uh, Twitter comments uh, did as well, and 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 that's one argument I do see a lot of people saying, like, "Oh, well, they were already," and it's like, "Yeah, but if that was your uncle or your mom or your dad, and yes, they had diabetes, but they could have lived for another ten or twenty years." Do you realize how many millions of Americans have type two diabetes? Mm-hmm. And the conditions, like I say, are so common. You know, and then you've got some that are more common in minority communities. Uh, that could be one of these contributing factors. So when we get the daily results, it's you know if it's somebody in their 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, they have 100% of them have some kind of underlying condition, which you would expect somebody in that age category to have. Who, who has ever lived to be 90 and never had a health condition? I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, my, my, my grandpa got COVID. And he has some of those conditions, but... If he had passed I, away, it should piss you off that people are saying, well, COVID he was didn't old. kill him. Yeah, yeah, like COVID didn't kill your grandpa, his diabetes. It's like, no, that's not, it's not fair for you to say that. And if I could have... It's beyond not fair, it's offensive. Yeah, and, and if I could have an extra five or ten years with my grandfather, I, I would rather prefer that than just to sure. say, well, you know, he was old and he died. Like, I, that, that's the I, to me that's just baffling. So Herman that people Cain can make that assumption. Herman Cain continues to spread false information from beyond the grave after he uh, passed away from COVID nineteen that he probably caught at that Trump rally in Tulsa. Let's face it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. There's uh, a story in a video of Coast Guard 
members who were swimming in the South Pacific when a shark started approaching. Did you see the video, Brandon? Yeah. Are they on a Coast Guard ship? I thought so. Is that... Do they just, like, hey, you know, let's just stop the ship here and everybody, let's go for a swim. Like, the water looks great. Yeah, I mean, I... (laughs) I never would have thought of that before. I don't know, because... I just never thought that was part of the thing when you're on a Coast Guard ship. It's like, look, guys, we got the afternoon. What do you say we jump in and take a dip? I mean, yeah, I would. Maybe <laughs> what's on one a of the swim break. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a unicorn floaty, too. Looks, I love it. Looks like fun. Uh, group, so a group of, of about 40 Coast Guard uh, shipmates were swimming when a stark, uh, shark started approaching, and somebody on the ship started shooting at the shark. I I don't know if that's procedure or if they even have a procedure for something like that, but here's what it sounded like. What was she saying? Can you make out what she's saying? Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can hear. The best part is, too, the shark is near the unicorn. (laughs) Like, floating. (laughs) Everyone's like, get the unicorn. Well, you know. Get near the unicorn. Aquatic unicorns are one of the shark's biggest preys. (laughs) I, I couldn't what? make out what they're saying, Something but basically, people in. get the hell out of the water. Yeah. I think it's what she was well, saying. The shark is near a, a, a like a cluster of like four or five swimmers, and he's pretty close to them. It says so. Here it says that more than forty crew members plus an inflatable unicorn plunged into <laughs> the water. Was it one of those giant inflatable unicorns? Yes. Is like the mm-hmm. size of a swimming pool. Luckily, they had certain safety measures in place, such as a rescue swimmer, a smaller boat with extra crew, and someone assigned to shark watch. Oh, nice. The shark watch person did their job. Yeah. Good job. God, if I hadn't known it was a regular part of of your Coast Guard experience that you, you can just join. drink. I might have. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I was real claustrophobic, or still am, really, like super claustrophobic. And mm-hmm. I, I once took a tour. <laughs> they saved the unicorn. Yes. I was afraid they shot it. Have you guys ever taken a tour of one of the big battleships? Yep. You know, that's tiny in there, man. Oh, so tiny. And I was like, God, I would never want to do this. But now I know that occasionally they go. They have swim breaks. They go swimming in beautiful shark infested waters in the South Pacific. Shark Week by like a week. Yeah. They didn't hit the shark. It sounds like they, they didn't hit anything. But everybody, uh, but nobody got bit by the shark either. So I guess that's good news. Let's see. There were a few other uh, deaths, although I don't know that I would go so far as to consider these uh, celebrity deaths. Uh, the uh, the lady. Okay, this is you know what this one has a Gordon Lightfoot connection however Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> no that's called the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald I don't know how many times I who have to say that who is Edmund Fitzgerald uh, he was just the guy Someone? that the ship was yeah I guess I mean he's not famous I mean he's famous because of the Edmund. disaster on a ship that was named I'm sure that he was well known in you know maritime circles but this was an actual event that happened the ship uh Went down in in one of the Great Lakes. It was either Michigan or Superior. But he also had a nice lengthy American jazz singing career. So who did? <laughs> Ed, Edmund Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, Ella Fitzgerald. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful voice. Jazz singer, sometimes referred to the first lady of song. I also think um, friends you're of Marilyn Manson. Fitz- Marilyn Look Monroe. Up Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh. oh, damn it! 
not as interesting. Okay, though. well, anyway, this has nothing to do with ah. the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. But oh. Kathy Smith, who was uh, the 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 inspiration for the Gordon Lightfoot song Sundown, uh, passed away. She was 73. She was also known as being the person who injected John Belushi with the speedball that killed him. So she was kind of like a well-known groupie, but she didn't just keep it to music. She was also, you know, just kind of like a fame chaser, I guess. Anyway, she was the inspiration of the classic Gordon Lightfoot song, Sundown. So just names are the thing for who? What's his name? Kathy Smith. Yeah, she. I mean, like a groupie. What's his name? Edmund, uh, <laughs> ah, Ella, it's Ella Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald? No, oh. the guy who sings it. Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. Just names. Also, Linda Hamilton's twin sister, Leslie Hamilton Frias, passed away. Uh, she was 63. And there are some, some photos you can find. Uh, Leslie was Linda's double in Terminator 2. Oh, snap. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up because it's Whoa. got a posing on set. And you know how some twins are like, yeah, they, there's a resemblance. And then there are others that are like, oh, they look like the same person. That's kind of, uh, they they fall into that second category. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, my God. Which one is which? Okay, Linda's this one. TV Tonight, uh, two-hour American Ninja Warrior All-Stars Skills Challenge. That is tonight on NBC. Do you guys uh, watch Ninja no. Warrior? Yeah, tonight in if it's on. I mean, I don't act like go out of my go, way go out to of your watch way, but, it, but um, if we're flipping through the channels and that's on, that's easily something that we'll, we'll stick on. ABC is continuing to uh, tread water by running The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever. And tonight is a recap of Nick Viles' seasons David Blaine was supposed to do this stunt today but it's been postponed he was supposed to go up in um, a helium balloon right and float across the Hudson okay I I know I'm not the first person to ask this I know it's almost become Mm kind of trite how is that a magic act I know I'm with you well if you, if you want to get some insight into David Blaine, go listen to when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, it's a fantastic interview. It's about two hours long. And he goes into some of this stuff because, you, you know, you talk about um, Houdini and some of the tricks that Houdini did. Sure. Weren't yeah. necessarily magic tricks. Yeah, but and he never not, claimed to be a man. He was an escape artist. Well, but the but thing... But also, the thing was, he's not... A, David Blaine's not escaping from anything. It's just like, I'm going to be frozen in a block of ice. The way he explains it is he's just he's trying to push his body to specific limits. Like there are some things that he does where it's like, oh, it's part of his magic act. That's not magic. Like when he takes the ice pick and he shoves it through his arm, Ugh. that's not magic. He's actually doing it. Oh, it's not an illusion? No, it's him actually shoving it through his arm. Well, anyway, it's been postponed and the stunt is me- being moved to Arizona. And David Blaine says the flight will take place tomorrow if the weather's good. Yeah, he had to go through a whole series of things to get this thing done because um, he needed to do a certain amount of jumps so that he could be certified as a skydiver. Um, They needed to test the equipment that they're going to be using a specific amount of times where they had to have weights underneath it that's the exact same weight as him so they know how this is going to uh, act when it's in the air. And for... 
up until a certain point, it's just um, like he, he's going to be um, connected to it, but it's supposed to look like him holding the balloons. So oh, he's is, is it, he's not in a hot air balloon. Is it like an up type of situation? No, it's yeah. a it's a helium balloon. So a well, hot air balloon. It is, should be balloons. Oh, no, this looks like it's supposed to be like up with balloons. Yeah. And so it's going to take him up, and then when he reaches a certain point, he will then put on a um, a parachute. So that for a lot of this, he's not going to have a parachute on at all. But he is going to be strapped into something that's connected to the balloons, and then the goal is to make it to a certain height, and it's incredibly dangerous to be at these heights. Wait, so you're saying he's got to put on his parachute once he's While already up, up in, in the, the air? air? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's not an escape. It's not a magic trick, but I'd probably watch something like that. I would it was, watch it if they put the song from up. And it's a really interesting interview with him on the Joe Rogan podcast where he talks and he talks about all those other stunts that he did, the being in a block of ice and hanging upside down and things like that and how. Uh, the one that was, where he was hanging upside down, he took it kind of lightly, thinking, oh, I can just go do this, and it didn't end well for him. Um, when he, he was in the block of ice, he's talking about how he was really starting to hallucinate towards the end, and that's when he knew he needed to be taken out. And when they were had the chainsaw in the ice cutting him out, he said he was hallucinating so bad, he was trying to grab the chainsaw as it was coming through the ice. Mm-mm. All right, a couple other kind of random stories uh, here. The State Fair of Texas is legendary for its fried food. And yeah. there's usually one or two things that kind of capture the public imagination every year. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, they're not having the Texas State Fair, but they are going to have the food, and it's as a drive through event only. Yeah, I see. They're, they're taking after, because I believe Oklahoma was the first state that announced this, and they did it a... Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure. But they, yeah, they're having it all drive through food instead. So you can still get that, which, let's be honest, that's probably the best part of the state fair. You can even pre-buy packages, that, and the packages come with everything like deep-fried Oreos and sausage on a stick. Brenda, did you guys have like Sounds a big awesome. state fair yep. when you were growing up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, there, there's a big state fair. It's the, obviously the Oregon State Fair, but that's not the one that was big for us. For me and my family, it was the county fair. Yeah, we had the county fair. That was kind of the big one because it was closer. The state fair was a, a bit more of a drive. I mean, it wasn't outrageously far away, but it was a further drive. Was it still a pretty big deal, though, compared to the state fair? For us, or for every, like for us, it was. I mean, that was the, that was the trip that we always made every year with the family. Was we would go to I guess the county fair. I guess what I'm saying is. So in Oklahoma, we had two state fairs. We had the state fair in Oklahoma City, and then there was a state fair in Tulsa. If you had a county fair, well, because I lived in a, a county that didn't have a lot of population, it was it was like the ride. They didn't have as many rides. The rides weren't as cool. You didn't get to see the world's smallest horse, stuff like that. Oh yeah, this it was definitely a smaller version. I mean, you didn't get the stuff that you got at the state fair. The state fair would get the big music acts coming through and. This was truly more localized, a lot smaller, uh, but it was just kind of a tradition um, because it's something that my family had done long before I was even born. So, what just gone to the fair or Go participated? Fair. And, and, there, and we fair. had some family members who did. They they would work. The, I remember the one growing up was always the 
hamburger booth because it had these grilled onions that were just amazing. And that was the one thing. Like, my dad would look forward to that all year round. Remember how Stanley would look forward to pretzel day on The Office? My oh, dad looked forward day. to the grilled onions. Lots of colleges that reopened are seeing coronavirus outbreaks on campus. I think uh, University of Alabama. North Carolina. Th- thousands. Mm. Well, Alabama, that's also the one where they sent out an email to staff saying, don't tell students if there's a student in your class that had corona. What? Yeah, and uh, professors are upset about it. Yeah, they're telling them, like, if there's like, a student in the class that tests positive for COVID, uh, you're, they're telling them not to tell the students. Uh, one infectious disease ex- or, or multiple uh, disease experts say that the best move now is to keep the students on campus because sending them back could spread the disease even, mm-hmm. even more to all the different towns they uh, come from. And uh, Joanna talked about this in entertainment news about an hour ago, but Mulan is going to be available on TV for like 30 bucks. Yes. And Disney just announced they're going to put it for free on Disney Plus, but not until December. In December. That kind of puts you in a, you know, that puts you in a tough spot because then it's like, well, I was going to, I was going to buy it. Also, are they going to let you buy it or just rent it on Disney Plus? First of all, there are a lot of Disney Plus subscribers who feel like that ought to be part of the yes. Disney Plus. A lot of Disney subscribers. But I would say when they when they were making this movie, they didn't intend or they had no way of knowing this COVID-19 thing. Unless was they're be behind it. Unless <gasps> they're behind it. Um So what uh, what are you thinking? I'm watch thinking, it when it comes. Okay, I'm your options are pay for it and watch it on TV. Right. Go to the movies and watch it on a big screen, or wait till December. It's going to be streaming for free on uh, Disney Plus. I'm going to buy it on Disney Plus. Yeah, same here. We'll what, probably do that. What if it was thirty dollars, but it was only a rental, so it would it would disappear after well, forty eight hours. Well, going to a theater it would only be like that. So you mm-hmm. would. And then you would still have to wait until December to see it for free on Disney Plus. All right. Well, streaming is the topic of today's quarantine. Oh, you can so. listen. You can watch it as many times as you want. Oh, it, for, uh, it unlocks it for yeah. good. Oh, Ooh, so nice. it's like you own it. From yeah, from what I'm reading here, yes. the question is: How long will I be able to watch Mulan once I pay for it online? And then it says: Once you unlock access to Mulan on Disney Plus, you keep your access to it for as long as you're an active Disney Plus subscriber. It's a win-win for me. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm looking at some of these pictures from the uh, from the Coast Guard mm-hmm. uh, ship where they went where they went swimming until a shark started circling around. Hands down, Coast Guard looks like the most fun branch of the US <laughs> military. Am I right? Look at that. You're like, oh and in the army have to do all these different trainings out in the field. I mean, if it was, if it was a bunch of Navy SEALs, they probably would have been like, you got your knives, kill it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, surprise, we unleashed the shark. We put it out there for you. Like, it's all these young people. They it look like they're having a they yeah. look like they're having a ball. They've There's got the unicorn. the giant unicorn floaty. The look at how blue those waters are. Buzz that like, looks so nice, huh? Buzz is I'm joining the Coast Guard, everybody. <laughs> Look at that. Even on their ship, that looks like a putting green they got on their ship there. 
boy, everybody's having a ball until a, until a shark shows up, huh? <laughs> the shark is like, I live here. And they're like, too bad. We were playing Marco oh, Polo and you ruined it. That hadn't even occurred to me. I bet there are some animal rights people who are like, you are the intruders into that shark's home. <laughs> oh, dude, well, that they... happened when there was a shark attack at a surfing event where um, a guy was out and it was he was just kind of waiting in the water getting ready to go. Was and this a shark in Florida? I don't remember where it was. And no, he, and didn't this jet ski have to come up and save him? Yeah, and he yeah. but he, and he punches the shark, and there was people who are like, "Oh, why did you have to punch the shark? You're the one that's in their in their uh, home." Oh, god. <laughs> Maybe the shark just wanted to be like, "Hey, let me check out that unicorn." Yeah, and everybody went all crazy. Maybe so. And he's like, "Guys, I th- I thought we were playing Marco Polo." Jeez. I think the root <laughs> of everything that's going on, the most amazing thing is that before they went for a swim, uh-huh. they had like a like a coast guard sharpshooter who was mm-hmm. posted, I guess. Yeah, shark watch. Just in case a shark comes along. Uh, well, it's a smart. Now you're like, I see why you needed it. The shark and was there's that not smaller boat that they all went to when they needed to get back in somewhere safe. Oh, look at that! They've got like so they got the giant boat, and then they've got yeah, two smaller, smaller boats, boats that can launch up. You know, it'd be great. God, I wish I could go back and be at the Coast Guard at this point. As if you could get <laughs> like awesome. a, like a cannon that shoots giant paintballs and play Battleship. Yeah, because you got all the different sized boats, like that little one right there. That's the little dinghy, the one that you get, you get hit twice oh, and you, you sink it. my battleship. The one that's only like two pe- two pegs across. Two pegs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that looks pretty amazing. Kind of wish I could have been there for that. Did you hear the Big Ten says they might start playing football like around Thanksgiving? Yeah, they're, they're November? thinking about later here in twenty twenty. So. Uh, November is what I'm is what I'm reading here anyway today about the the Big Ten. Uh, got a story about a guy. And this happened in Missouri. who reported for jury duty last week. Uh-huh. So he's in there, but he he wasn't wearing a mask. So they said, you know, please please put a mask on, and he refused. And he wouldn't do it. So he was put in jail for contempt of court. And while he was in there, the jail had had a coronavirus outbreak where fifty five people got coronavirus uh, out, uh, got corona or COVID nineteen. So, do you want to know if if this guy got it, got it or not? Did he get it? No, the story doesn't say. Oh come on! <laughs> oh, sorry. Boo this man! I'm very very sorry, but the uh, the story just doesn't say if he got COVID nineteen or not. You know, how do you make the the argument like that this is uh, the government telling you what you can do when you're already at jury duty, which is the (laughs) government telling you something you You got to go to? Like you showed up for jury duty and all they want to do, put on a mask. But jury duty is my civic responsibility. Uh, So it's putting on your mask, sir. Wearing a mask (laughs) is you trying to tell me what to do. And that just ain't going to fly. Exactly now give me my two dollars paid for the you, day that I spent here on We got to soak this give all me in. My give me my parking voucher and my payment. <laughs> we got to soak all this in while I can. I get my tooth replaced today. Oh, I'm gonna lose this. Quick, get all the recordings you can. Get as much uh, COVID cleanish that we got going on did, here. Do we know, or I do I? I don't remember. How did you lose your tooth? It was a, it was already a crown. 
Um, and I just I bit down and it, it it popped off. And it's front bottom. Yeah. What are, are they? They're putting a bridge in. The fine people over at Divine Dental Spa. Describe what is a bridge? It's where <laughs> it's basically where um, your, the tooth is connected to the uh, the teeth on either side. So like a bridge. Okay, it's, but it's, it's only not, it's one not connected to your gum. Like they pulled the root out. It's only one false tooth then. Yeah. Oh, they didn't do the thing where they put like like cadaver uh, bone in in the place where your tooth was going to be. No, I didn't have that on the. Have back, you ever heard though. of that? No, I haven't done. I done my. I haven't done on the back tooth, but it wasn't cadaver mm. bone. It was my bone. It grounded up. They took your bone and put it in your yeah, mouth. Your and grounded up right there. And put it on the back. They were explaining to me, and actually, when I had uh, the teeth replaced, if I could go back, I I wish they had not told me because. Now, does it freak you out? Is it dead people teeth? Yeah, because they put the the thing in there, and what they do is, you know, if you're a if you're a donor, they'll take your bones and grind them up, and and I guess you know that makes the when they put the the new tooth in, which is a false tooth, anyway. But it doesn't stay. It do, all of it doesn't stay there. So every now and then you'd find a little bit of grit in your mouth. Yep. And I'm thinking that is some dead person's bone. Oh, oh. you got someone's dead bone yeah. in you. Yeah. In your mouth. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. We're going to wrap things up for today. Thank you. We're going to uh, leave you on the dead bone. We're going to yeah. leave you on that dead bone. That's Just it. know that if you go in and have to have a tooth replaced, there's a very good chance they may put a dead person's ground up bones in your gums. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yes, yes, we got it. I'm putting it in the notes. You can leave that out of the notes. And you wonder why I don't call you on the weekends to tell you how <laughs> awesome you sound on the radio. All right. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. And we'll talk to you then. So long.